everywhere. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I'm coming in hot. I went to the awards night for the Chicago Association of Realtors. I got a slight headache. Not enough water, I'm assuming. But I got my coffee. So good morning. Let's see, where do, where do we think we need to be today? Take a second, click that little paper airplane, or tell me where you're chiming in from. <clears throat> Let's see who we can get in the room. Let's see who we can get in the room this morning. I do believe we are going to be, let's see. I'm going to go with page 92. Page 92, timely education. Yeah. <clears throat> because, let's see. This one, and, and here's the reason for this conversation today. So many of you know, I, I can feel it. I can feel the dog is like, he's going to bug me. Hold on. Don't disappear. Come on, Noah. I'm here. <laughs> he was going to bug me. So, so many of you know, I'm, I'm on Team Little. But this time on Team Little, I took a listing. And, oh my gosh. I'm telling you, like 50 showings. 50. It had to be 50. And then I'm, I'm like, I had to turn my phone on Do Not Disturb just now because... I'm getting, <clears throat> still getting text messages because we, full disclosure, we had a block off Saturday. No one's available to walk the dog. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So I won't disclose everything because I don't have permission to, but that I could talk about. So here, here I am, page 92, page 92, page 92 is, let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh... You got to always be learning. So if you're new to watching me because maybe you were in, in class yesterday and you know I'm going to be going live every Friday, this is for you. Get out your notebook. If you don't have the New Agent Journal, you can go grab it on Amazon. Listen, it's 10 bucks. Support me and just put it in your bookshelf. How about that? <laughs> so again, I am Carrie Little live on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram every Friday. At 9 a.m. And today's conversation is steps to providing the best value as a listing agent. I also happen to be the designated managing broker of Caremark Realty Group. And yeah, let's do this. Let's do it. Oh, it's literally the new real estate agents journal. And you don't have to be new because you need somewhere to write. And if you're like, Carrie, okay, buy and give it to a friend. But I also have, and some of you did the 31 days of reels with me, right? Yes, you did. I have the socially savvy agent and this kind of helps you go live on social media. I give you the steps. I made it easy. I made it easy. And all the links are in my link tree on Instagram. And then for those of you that are watching on Facebook, there it is. Link tr.ee slash carry your little. So steps for, to providing the best value as a listing agent. Now, First of all, 2001, we didn't have Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, all this stuff. We didn't have it. So we had to get up, get dressed, and show up. We didn't have Zoom. And if you were able to do a streaming video in 2001, you're spending a lot of money. So now, you guys can see I was out too late. So now, you have to figure out how to provide value. And some of you are trying to figure out, Carrie, how do I provide value? The seller doesn't need me. They can put a sign in the yard. Oh, yes, they did. They need you. 
So um, back in 2001, a lot of the same steps apply. So I'm going to probably repeat them. And then I'm going to have to tell you to go watch another video. And then I think I just need to do a whole new class. Maybe you need to pay me 25 bucks or something. But anyway, here we go. So how do you provide value? How do you provide value? Everybody take a moment. Tell me where you're chiming in from, whether you are on Facebook or if you're on Instagram and invite a friend because you know there's a real estate agent you know that needs to be here because they're just out here winging it. So let's stop people from winging it. So here we go. Good morning. We got Crystal Lake in the building. Okay. So when you, let me put this back up. Let me put this back. So when we say, how do you provide value? Um, it, you know, think about it like this. And I used to work for one of the largest real estate companies in the world, you know, Mickey D's. And, you know, we think fast food is that value, right? And it can be. And we they like they change it to quick serve because it doesn't mean the food's bad. Um, or do you define value as like a high-end restaurant? Where do you like to go eat? Tell me, tell me, where do you like to go eat? Like Define what that looks like. When you go to a restaurant, you expect the tables to be clean. Better yet, right, Mark, do you like to eat on paper plates or real china or real dishes? Like, how do you think of value? So do you define it as good service or setting the best price? Hmm. As agents, we need to know what value to provide to our clients from getting the best price, servicing the clients, marketing the home, and providing the best exceptional value. And, you know, when we, because you guys make, you guys, Instagram, Instagram makes real estate look like we all sell real estate. There's 1.6 million realtors because of the pandemic. I'm blaming the pandemic because everybody right now wants to, wants to sell real estate. Everybody wants to be a real tour, right? Real dishes. I'm spending money on the real dishes and you should see breakfast. Mark has a paper plate and I have a dish. Unless I made breakfast. <laughs> so when we say exceptional service and exceptional value, you know, I'm going to go back into some of your cars. What's the backseat of your car look like? Is it, ooh, ah, yeah, right there. Okay. So as it, it, whether you're a seasoned new agent, doesn't matter. Um, we, you need to define exceptional value for your clients. And I'm going to say be consistent, whether it's a $50,000 house or a $10 million house. You can, it'll be easier for the $50,000 house, but you still need to um, provide the same value. And as you grow your business, give yourself permission to fix it. Like, so my first listing went something like this. Here, Barbara, fill this paperwork out. And, and the agents in the office were like, have a broker tour, get some Krispy Kreme donuts and you're good. I was like, what else do I need to do? They were like, go get some booties, put them at the front door. You might put some tent signs in the house. This was back in the day we'd go out. Listen, we'd go out by cardstock. Let me show you how to fold. Let me show you how to fold a tent sign. And this is what we would do. We we print it out on the, the, the office paper. Boy, I could kill a tree at Baird and Warner. And then we fold this paper like this. Are you guys like, are you getting this? Am I is my cup in the way? Um, and then this is what we used to do. And then we would set it. Did you get, did you guys see that? Did you see that? And then the words would be right here and we'd stick them all through the house on cardstock. I'm man, I was doing, I was, man, I was doing great. Down the street from my house, somebody listed a house and they put um, duct tape on paper and taped it to the wall. I was like, they tried. 
They tried. At least they told us about the property, right? Today, you could simply go over to the Dollar Tree. I mean, the Dollar 25 tree, get some picture frames and put things in the house. Like there's so much you could do. Um, Yolanda is right. Being able to explain the market is, is huge. So yeah, back in the day, it was, I didn't know. And, and let me tell you this. If you are at your office or if you're talking to a seasoned agent and you're like, what do I do? Take a second, open Evernote, and just be like, you know, let me run back to my desk, get Carrie's journal. And um, what they tell you, write it down. You could do all of it, some of it, none of it. You could tweak it a little bit. Because I'll tell you, there's some agents that do a really good job. Like the open house that I went to last week, we went somehow. I didn't go in. I was like, I'm not going in. It, there were so many people. And people were coming out with cookies. And it, it, it actually, it, it was kind of cool. Even though it was really busy, they probably didn't need cookies or donuts or anything. But it was, you know, showing the value to the potential buyer. So here we go. So as you, uh, again, as you grow your business, give yourself permission to update and change what is exceptional for your clients. What's exceptional for your clients. Um, so take a moment to think about, like, what do you like? Tell me, like, what do you like? Um, how do you like to receive service? I'm, I want you to really think about that. How do you like to um, receive service? It's almost, and, and let me give you an example. You have a listing right now and the seller wants to list, list it at half a million. And then that seller wants to go find a house for 20% under ask. Like it can't be done. So if you're someone that wants high level service, you need to give it. Like give, give it, like give that high level service. Um, like how do you like to host events? Here we go. Paper plates, real, real dishes. Um, and then I would say, I mean, it goes down to how the food is plated. Like if you were at the, I, I don't even, I'm not going to say the date. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But it's like we went to a dinner and the plate, the food was just thrown on the plate. I was like, what are we doing? And then you're like, uh, mm, okay. So here's some things you need to think about. And I, I mean, I have like 14, 15 steps. Plus I got like 20 other steps on another sheet of paper. I'm not going to give, be able to give you everything, but I'm going to give you enough to make you think. So value might mean, and some of you are going to, my seasoned agents are going to go in on me. They're going in. I can feel it coming right now. <clears throat> you might need to go walk the seller's dog. And Sarah Ware will tell you, I was like, Sarah, is that a cat in the back of your car? She was like, don't ask. I said, I got to ask. I got to ask. I hear a cat crying in your car. Value for her was seller had moved and they, they needed to take the cat to the shelter. You might need to go make a donation to the local no-kill shelter. She dropped off the cat. Like Value might mean that you might have to help the seller take some things to the goodwill. Value might mean you're going to go help clean up. Don't, don't go in, Yolanda. I feel it. You're like, here, I'm not doing that. Hire someone. But my new agents might not be able to afford it. So you might, you, you write down everything you end up doing and then write down what you don't want to do later so you can plan for it. Like, seriously. Value might, I mean, like, I literally had to help someone take down their bed. Matter of fact, I helped the seller move out. I'm not even going to tell you who they work for because then you'd be able to figure it out. But the seller gave me a bad review after I helped them clean the whole house. 
move out and everything. Take stuff to the Goodwill. Stuff to the Goodwill wouldn't take. Anyway, okay, so here we go. Number one, if you're taking notes. Listen, let, let, let's go there for a second. Velma, you make a good point. Watering the grass for the out-of-town seller. Going to walk the dog. Um, going to feed the dog. Going to check on the property if it's vacant in there in Jamaica because you don't want the house to, in Illinois, it freezes. And I'm telling you, I was going to view a house and um, it's still the pipes burst. It, so then it became, now I had to manage the rehab. So you might, you might do more. You might have to go. Some of you, value might mean that you're going to go pay for the transfer stamps. I mean, like, think about it. Um, Mario, stoves, mattresses out. And, and let me tell you what I've done. Dollar Tree is my friend. And I have said, I've, I, just once, you just need to learn this once. I had a seller cry or I had a seller frustrated because I was like, I was putting pillows on the bed and she was like, what are you doing? So I now say to the sellers, do you mind if I add some color to the to your bed or to this? Because I have like a couple of bins of decorations. I'm not a stager. I don't plan play one on TV, but I can help you rearrange some things. So I learned to ask, get permission at the beginning, get permission at the beginning, right? Don't just go in and start moving stuff. And then what I've done is, okay, own it. Some of you know, you're, this is you right now in your master bedroom or your owner suite, and you have all of the toiletries all over the place, right? Dollar tree, dollar 25 tree, go get, you know, you can go on Pinterest to figure out how to decorate a room. Some of you might want to, here's, this is not even a thing, but I, I should probably write it down. Use Pinterest to go show your sellers how to, reorganize a closet or to reorganize a linen closet because you, you know, especially around back to school, you can get all this stuff. Lewis, the refrigerator, no one wants to open the refrigerator and see cat hair down at the bottom. Cleaning out the refrigerator since the sellers moved. Oh, cause you open that up and it's like, whew. All right, I digress because I, I moved back up. Okay, so so those so everything that everybody's sending in the chat. If you're not on Instagram and you're on Facebook, you might want to hop over to Facebook. But I am trying to repeat it because Instagram, there's a lot of us over here. There's a lot of us over here. We'll get there. We will get there. Um. Okay. So love it. I do professional photography. So here we go. Here we go. Number one. It starts with the initial conversation. Providing value starts with the initial conversation. It's the discovery. And some of you know, because it's up there, some of you know that I use a, an intake form. Now, and I'm telling you, the benefit of whoever you work for is we used to go to this drawer and pull out this shrink wrap uh, file. And there was a, fo a form that would help me ask the seller everything I needed to know, right? Some of you invested in that seller download. So the intake form. You, you need to discover everything at the initial conversation, if you can, or you need to schedule time to talk, or you need to, or you're going to do it when you get to the house. I prefer before you get there. Um, everything that the seller can share about the property. Every, uh, and then what you're going to do is you're going to ask the seller to be prepared to give you every update and the date they made the update, like from 
repairing the driveway to the furnace. The last time the furnace was clean, um, you're going to have a list of everything. Like, did they update the electricity or did they just replace the box? Oh, that could be a fire hazard. When was the last time the windows um, were replaced? When was the roof replaced? Like you want a list of everything, everything. And you want to date next to it because some of you can use this for your remarks. And this is what many of you do. You go in the MLS and you write new hot water tank. And then the buyer's agent said, oh, it's new. When did they put it in? Oh, 2015. That is not new. That is 2015. Right. So then the other thing you're going to do is you are going to, um, in addition to every update, you're going to ask um, the seller to tell you why they bought their home. Why did they buy their home? Did they, you know, did was it the view? Was it because it was near the schools? Was it because they loved that the basement was fully finished and there's an exit? Was it the swimming pool? Was it because there's a water park? Like, because we got a bucket here where I live. What, tell the seller to tell you everything about why they bought the home. And some of you, and I know this is a different step, um, some of you need to go to your cities. You need to figure out what the city offers. Some of you need to drive the communities, especially if you're a new agent and you don't know. You need to know what the city offers. You need to know what the city offers. Right, Sarah? That's old. It's old. You, I'm just going to say furnace 2015 <laughs> because some people think it's new. It's not new. And then if you go to the furnace and it says 2013, it may have been sitting in some warehouse for two years. So you need, you know, you want to know when they, the reason they bought their home, because it'll help you with the remarks and you can bullet point it and then you can write your remarks. Uh, and then here, this is going to be hard for some of you. If you've never done this, my new folks, it's okay. Create in this market stuff is flying off the shelf. I told you this morning, over 50 showings, you have to create the market analysis. Even before you see the home, you might want to drive by the property. You might want to go look at Google. You might want to see if there's a great big water tower or if there's, um, power lines behind the house, you need to create the market analysis in this market today if you want to provide value. Love it. Um, when they give us a list of updates, type the list and have a place for the seller's signature. There you go. I don't know. I might, you know, right. Yes. So create the, the market analysis. And for those of you that didn't take my data class, you can go invest in it. It's in the link in my bio. You got to have, you got to be ready to talk data when you get to the house. And some of you need to just go watch me like a consumer because every Monday I'm creating a video for the, the, for the consumer. Oh, I moved my marketing piece somewhere. Oh, it's probably over there. I am every Monday. I'm pre-recording a video on YouTube because I'm doing mailers to talk about market value. You've got to, when you show up to this property, so I told you to create the market analysis, right? I told you to, um, you, you got to look up the data. You need to look up all the history you can find about the property. And I'm probably around number six. And then um, I told you to look up the city and then start, if you are in my market, I'm going to, if you have connect MLS, cause I know Georgia does, if you are in my market, start the, the listing in the MLS right away, right away, right away, because you could do reverse prospecting because now when you get to, 
I'm going to just say this. If you missed the episode on securing the listing, you probably need to go back through my Coffee with Carrie series um, and watch the replay. But I tell you, when you get to the property, you, you, you know, you know, hi, how are you? I'm Carrie with Care My Realty Group. You know, thank you for allowing me to preview your home. Go. You're, you have to know the consumer. So when you get to the property, you need to, you, you don't just print the reports, write notes on the back of the reports. Some of you are like, Carrie, I don't use paper. Create an Evernote. Create an Evernote. And when you do, have all your notes. Because when you're walking through the home, the seller, what does the seller want from you? What does the seller really want? They're about two things. Tell me, tell me, what does the seller really want from you? No one, no one wants to tell me. So I'm going to tell you. The seller wants the, how much you, how much do you charge? Right? And well, I should say three. The seller wants to know how much you charge, how much can they list it for, and do you have a buyer? That, that's what they want. But you need to provide the extra value. So that's what they want when you get to the home. So you need to do some research. Now, you need to see the home. Like, the, you know, companies that, you know, that, that can't see inside the home, they don't know what they've updated. So you need to go. So, right. They want to know price. They want to know, do you have a buyer? And they want to know how much you charge. And so when a seller says, Carrie, you know, do you have any buyers? Well, right now there's about 1,800 people looking for buyers already working with a real estate agent looking for a house like yours. Oh, you don't know how to do that? It's called reverse prospecting. Like that, that is huge value. And okay, here we go. Then someone already said it on Facebook. Please, 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 please hire a professional photographer. Did you see my reel? Come on, come on. I know my newbies are like, what? And I'm not saying I may have just spent $600 on drone photos and um, video, a video and maybe photos. There's reasons why I did upgrade for Mark this time because I'm trying to convince him to do photos for every flip, even though they're gone too fast. There's, if, when we say we're providing value for the seller, when it comes to photos, it's your brand. It's your brand. Do you want to look a hot mess? Because now when every time you list a home, it now becomes a part of your portfolio so you can share it. Proof um, uh, photographer, even if property needs major up upgrades. Yes. Uh, Ruthie says, hire a photographer even if the house is jacked up. Let me, let me translate. <laughs> Patty on Mark's team. We've got a new agent and an admin. I'm working on it. I'm working on Mark. I'm working on Mark with his team. So even if the house is falling apart, here's, here's why you need to do this. First of all, you're providing value and you're letting every know you, everyone know you always take professional photos. Number two, you're telling me, the buyer's agent, that the house is jacked up and I can make a decision. Um to go and see it or not see it. But it helps my investors know, oh, this is a lot of work, but the photos look great. Let's go see it. Because maybe they can see what we can't see. So always, 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 always hire a photographer. I don't even, I, and let me just go with this. Let, let me tell you, for those of you that are like, Kara, I can't afford it. Talk to your managing brokers. I'm not, talk to your managing brokers. I'm going to say that more than once. 
your companies may have something in their marketing agreement, the listing agreement that says, if you don't close or you don't sell your home or you cancel, you owe us X, right? Because you're prepaying for photos. You might have an agreement with the photography company. And I don't know if anyone does this, but I'm making it up. But you, you got to ask you might have an agreement that they would um, allow you to pay at closing. Like, I don't know. I have my first, first commercial listing. Melanie, throw that in the question mark in the, in the questions at the bottom. Um, so, but if you do happen to, when you get to the house, everyone take a photo, ask the seller if you can take photos. First of all, you want to take photos so you can remember the home, but take photos this way. Please stop putting photos like this with the toilet seat up. So if you absolutely had to take your own photos, I, I, I'm telling you, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. Go team. Listen, go give up some of your money and go high and team up with an agent that has the money. Okay. Um, okay. So now, and by the way, sh let me say this. When you put some of you, when we said photographer, you had the, you put the lockbox on the home and you're like, just go take the photos. Mm-mm. Come on, you got to go because somebody let the, somebody has a bowl of cereal still sitting on the counter and you have photographers that don't move stuff. You've got to show up. And, and, and here, let me go back a step for the photographer. Some of you, if you know you have a seller that's going to be offended or mad, you need to walk through the home. This is what I do when I walk through the home, because this goes back to if you missed the episode on securing the listing. When I walk through the property, I talk to the seller about, okay. I'm going to give you some tips because remember the goal is to create a vision or a dream for the buyers, right? We want them to do everything they may or may not. So, you know, if your closet is packed like this, like you got, you know, you got every outfit from the fall, the winter, the spring and the summer in there, tell them to take out some clothes and start packing. Take out a lot of that stuff because you need the closet to look larger, right? But tell them you're going to give them some tips and ideas so they can start packing and less is more in the photos. And some, you need to be specific because I told the seller, I want you to clean up the, you know, on your, you know, in your bedroom, you've got, you, you got a lot of, you know, sprays and perfumes. So start packing some things, go, go get some bins, start putting things away. And then everything in your room, I need you to, you know, we're going to clean it. We're going to make the room look really nice and neat. The, the seller made it look really nice and neat. The seller had pushed all of her stuff in one corner. And then the dresser took all of the perfumes and pushed them all together in the middle. And I was like, I, you cannot assume everyone knows what clean is. Don't, don't assume. So let me go back to, go. some of you need, here's, here's the value of Pinterest. Because this is what Nicey, the photographer, tells me to do. Go to... Um, uh, is advice before you list or to encourage them to list? Um, platinum, hold that thought. So Nicey always tells me when you want to do a photo shoot, go to Pinterest and put in professional photo shoot and then create a board. Do the same thing for your sellers. Um, create a board for what a living room could look like, you know, what, what a linen closet looks like, and then say, here's some ideas. Some of you are asking the question, I see it, Platinum Realty Global. Should I give advice before I list? I, I do. Some of some people, I had an agent say, Carrie, I'm just going to go get the listing first and then give advice. The truth, 
you got to know the client. I went, so one of the listings that I recently was, I taught the sellers, I, I lost a listing. Still don't know why. I, I think I know. They said they wanted someone closer to where they live. Okay. I know that the photos would have been better. I know. I know I would have done more marketing. I know I would have, but they picked someone else. And I think it could already be under contract because of this market. So yes, D, I love what D said. Be the resource. So I'm the person that wants to come in and provide value. Sit down at the table, ask if you have any questions. And they were like, okay, Carrie, can, can, we, can, can we just pick your brain for a minute? I'm like, sure, let's go. So I, I not only came with a full packet, I came with the data. And then I had already scheduled the email to hit when I got there. So some of you, you don't have to bring the world. And I scheduled the email and I'm always asking for the business. Okay. So when do you want to get it on the market? When do we want to, um, um, I see. Yes. They, they know, um, what to capture. Oh, the photographers. So when you, when I go through, I'm always asking for the business. I am always asking for the business. So if, if I'm not providing value right out the gate, I might lose the deal. And I, you know, I, and we all work differently. So I like to have a conversation. So I, when I'm, so when I, when they call me, I go, okay, we're ready. And, and by the way, you follow up Friday, it's follow up Friday. Today's follow up Friday. Even though we could have multiple offers, I'm still going to send a follow up report. Follow up Friday. So I was always following up, asking if they had any questions, always following up. When I went to do the photos, they said, you know, even before then, the first visit I had, the, the conversation was, you know, Carrie, I'm, we really like you because you explained the data. The last agent that came in just came in and, and just walked through the house, kind of gave us some tips and then said, just let me know when you're ready to list and don't and basically don't call me until you're ready. Love it. Mallory says, get brochures. And this is why. Um, and, and here's a, this part of my other tip is when you go to the property and right now we used to do two steps always right now, you're probably doing a one step listing appointment. So you need to go prepared. So go with samples of your brochures, samples of your postcards, samples of your social media marketing. Some of you might want to go clean up your Instagram because it might look a little crazy. Like I send them to the Caremark page because I'm an instructor. So Always, um, let's say, I love it. Yolanda says, always open. Uh, to me, this is what I heard. Let me, I'm going to say what Yolanda said, then I'm going to translate. Always bring a calendar and put in critical dates with their help. I'm opening my Google calendar, but I like, or let, let me take it a step further. I'm going to give all of you a tip. Come in and, because you've already discovered, you had a conversation and you kind of know what they want to do. Go in with a calendar, with a list of dates. Put it as a part of your market analysis. Then I had the seller reach out to me and say, Carrie, can you give us like a timeline? Yes, I can. So guess what I did on Canva is I went and built a timeline and a strategy of what this is going to look like. We're going to list this day. We're going to put in the private listing this day. We're, we're going to do photos this day. And then I gave them the whole timeline. And then in the timeline, I gave them the market time, list a contract and how many showings they should have. Like I put together a whole timeline. Thank you for that, Yolanda. What about the listing price when the seller is in denial and because it's a seller's market and wants to price too high, even after discussing data, it is, is it okay? I, I'm going to tell you in this market, you can decide if you want the listing or not. You could test, but here's a tip. 
and talk to your designated managing brokers, your brokers, and to see what they would say. I would say, because I've done this in a in a market that was not, um, uh, let's see. I like that. You have to know if they're going to listen to your advice. You have to know. So this is what you could do. Show them the data, create a timeline and say, if we don't have, right, I'm telling you right now, based on this price, you should be, you should have an offer. You should be under contract and this many showings by this date. If you don't, you talk to your managing brokers because I'm not telling you what you could do or should do. You could, you could. Um, you might get an addendum that says, if we don't get it here, we're going to drop the price or get them or have it. And if they say, okay, great, but here's what you have to know. You also have to be able to say to the seller, because you need to say, here's the value. If your house doesn't sell at the 400000 and I'm telling you, you need to be at three seventy nine, you're going to be, now we're going to have to make a price change. And now people are going to want to know what's wrong. Are you prepared for that? And shut up. Stop talking. Like that? Like, oh, I'm missing all these great great comments. Okay. So, um, and some, and so you've gone through the property, you've had the conversation, you brought your dates, you, you, maybe you're working on a timeline, get the, get the paperwork done. And in the timeline, tell them when you're going to send the paperwork. And I'm telling you, it, this felt really fast for me. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't back in 2001, two, three, and four, everybody could buy a house, but there was enough inventory for everyone to buy a house. In 2009, 10, 11, 12, and 13, we were begging people to buy houses. You know, market goes up, it comes down, goes up, comes down. Right now, inventory is low. And even this morning on Good Morning America, they were talking about how, you know, don't have the fear of missing out on the house. It's okay to stay within your budget. I get it. So if you are, um, when you go to the property and you put in, so let me get back. So you get, you put in, you have your calendar, you have your dates and you say when you're going to send the paperwork, get the paperwork ready. I don't care if you're using Remind, DotLoop, DocuSign, whatever you're using. Some of you need to see me in a class and have a template. You need to get this stuff done and ready to go. You also need to explain the documents. So what I like to do is depending on the client is I can, I will email all the PDFs and then put it in DocuSign, even though I use DotLoop. I'm faster in DocuSign. Um, then... And I love it. Uh, someone is saying your North Shore Living uses um, a Google uh, document and with a checklist. I like that. If you let me give you a tip. If you use DocuSign Rooms or DotLoop, you could use I think DotLoop has a checklist, but you could build everything in the loop or the room because then all of the files files are in one place like an old school. I need to go get one from the basement, an old school title folder. But I do, that's, that's a really great idea. I like that checklist. You could use Evernote too. Um, so get all the paperwork done. If you don't have follow-up emails, if you're new, once you start creating follow-up emails for every Friday, you could use a CRM and make it a part of your drip campaign. But you need to follow up and show them what's happening in the market. And some of you need to listen to the news, read the news, so you can share articles about what's happening. Then... Um, for those of you that are looking for my classes, I will have my classes in my link tree today in today and the agent journey. Yeah, it'll be there. So, um, and, and I, and you got to follow up with the market updates. Now 
now the showings happen and you've got to use a showing tool. You have to, you have to, you have to use some type of showing tool. And, and here I, I own my mistakes. Everything happened so fast that I didn't even have a chance to go over the process. Like I had the lockbox and I told how the lockbox works, but the showings happened so fast. But, you know, the next generation, she had already downloaded the app. She already read everything. And she was like, oh, it says it's going to stay till 10. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love you because, you know, that next generation, they're just quick. So um, make sure you're using a showing app because you want to track who's in the home. And I'll tell you, in my MLS, I even had to put in the broker remarks, the, the real estate agent remarks. And it said, please do not give the key to another real estate agent when you're finished. Put the Lock the door, put the key back in the box and respectfully tell the other agent they got to go. They, they need to open the box because we want to track everyone that is in the home. Right. You need a showing tool. We use showing time. It's integrated in our MLS. You need a showing tool. And I like that the sellers can say yes, no, or offer a new time. You have to. Now, let's say you get multiple offers. How are you going to manage that? Does anyone can anyone in the chat tell me how they manage that right now? Because I have a, an, an idea. And, and I like these questions over here on Facebook, because I'm going to get to those in a second, too. So does anyone have any tell me how you manage your multiple offers? So while you're thinking about it, I'm going to tell you, love it. Uh, Joanna set a spreadsheet, shared Google sheet. Anyone else? What do we do? I want to even know your process and your steps. So if I were to say to you, how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I'm asking you the same thing. What are your steps? What are your actual steps? So I'm going to tell you my steps in addition to this. So you're providing value and you're doing this quick. Some of you, if you have multiple listings, don't wait till, you know, I was in this YPN event and I love that the, the uh, real estate agent said, own your time. Don't say on Sunday, you're going to review offers. Do it on Monday so you can have a break. Excel spreadsheet, share with the seller. Okay, I'm looking for peanut butter and jelly steps. Here we go. The moment you start getting offers, and I'm going to use dot loop as my example. If you have Google Drive, you could use Google Drive. If you have Dropbox, you could use Dropbox. But I'm going to use dot loop as my example. First thing I would do is... You have all of your paperwork in dot loop. When the offers start coming in, I then start creating folders in dot loop. You could do the same thing in DocuSign Rooms or Google Drive or uh, Dropbox or OneDrive. Start creating uh, folders for each offer right away. So if you get offer one today, create the create a folder. Name it, offer one, and I like to put in the agent's uh, name and the company they're with just so I don't get confused because you might, I might have two Carrie Littles and I don't want to get messed up. That's the, the, and then so every time an offer comes in, I number it so I know when they came in and then I um, put the agent's name next to it and we, I send all of the, I email all the documents into the loop. And then every, just like everyone else said is I have a spreadsheet where um and i like google sheets because they're easier to share and it has everything on it and then i have a, a note section for everything the buyer's agent told me that they shouldn't have told me right because you unloaded and you wanted to tell me everything because you really want your buyer to have the house um that and then if you send a love letter because my sellers you know i explain what they are and they're like yeah i don't want to see it that doesn't get put in the loop and then I share the entire loop with the seller. 
You like that? Here's why. If you and, and by the way, the moment you get an offer, you should have your spreadsheet ready. Start putting everything in the spreadsheet because then when you go to review, your seller has already started looking at them. And I like Sarah said this last night, highlight price, highlight, you know, certain sections of the spreadsheet so the seller can see it. So they know what they're looking at. I have formulas in mind, like, you know, if there is closing cost credit, things like that, how much they're putting down, all of it. Earnest money, all of it's in the spreadsheet. So when we say providing value here, you now, yeah, you're wearing the hat of an admin, but it'll help your sellers be able to have a better conversation with you. So then you're not explaining everything at once. You might, you know, and I'm next generation. I'm, you know, I take photos. I send it to just so you know, I just sent you the Google sheet. It came from this email and let me know if you have questions, but let's pick a date to review. Pick a date to review. And you might want to also, when you follow up with the seller, when you're using your um, market view or info sparks or your MLS, talk about if the market starts to shift. Talk about the if the interest rate shifted. You, you can, um, so I haven't gotten that far yet, but I, that's a, I, I would recommend that you work with maybe a title company or if your company has a net sheet, you could also provide the net sheet. Absolutely. Because there's, it could be different for cash or an FHA loan, a VA loan, or conventional. So good to already have your attorneys and loan officers on board, right? And title companies. My Florida folks, that's just the thing. You guys do it all. So I like that tip. All right. So, um, so now you've accepted the offer or you've picked one, right? You still need to follow up with all of the agents if you're in a multiple offer situation. And you can give them the opportunity, you know, talk to your managing broker. You can give them the opportunity to be a backup, et cetera. You can, you can do all of that. So now you're under contract. Now you need to go back. Now we got to manage everything after that. And you might need to, and, and let me, I said this before in, in another training, but here we go. The moment your the contract is fully executed, you need to know your MLS because you might have to put it under contract within 48 hours, even if the earnest money is due in five days right? You might need a whole new checklist and tell, you know, share with your seller what you're doing in my MLS. I can update the seller in my MLS. Let me say that again, for those of you in Illinois, in our MLS, we can add the seller in it. So you add the buyer's agent, you can add the seller, you can add the attorneys. And then when you make an update, you can give the checklist and it emails everyone of what you're doing. Right? Like, why wouldn't you do that? So, what, what we do poorly as agents is we stop following up. You got to follow up. You got to follow up. So, you know, make sure you, you let them know about the inspection. Are you going to be walking the dog, right? Um, are, make sure you let them know. Um, you, you, this is, oh, here's a tip. If you have a CRM, put your, uh, the contingency dates in and have it also email and text your clients. Even if you're the listing agent and the buyer's agent, have it text the clients a couple of days before. I just want to let you know your loan contingency is coming due in a couple of days. If you're in my area, um, most of our associations have a, um, a checklist with all of the, the um, contingency dates. So you can put the dates in. Kind of cool. So providing the value is now you're under contract, put the contingency dates in whatever CRM you're using or use a Google calendar because then they'll get the same calendar as you. 
Make sure you're still following up every Friday with a market update until closing. People don't do that. They don't do that. Some of you are like, well, Carrie, what if the market shifts and they can make more money? You can't predict the future, but you can still let them. But what if the interest rates went up? Now they're 7% when they were 5% when they went under contract. Changes the buying power. It changes the buying power. Okay. I said more than what's in my list, but here we go. I'll review and then we'll do Q&A. Um, so how do you define value? Think about who you are. If you don't know what a clean house is, go look on Pinterest, create a board. You don't have to be offensive, right? So number one, it starts with the initial conversation. Discover everything. Make sure you, um, you, you look for every update you can find about the property, the old listing sheets, the remind report, the RPR report, the realist report. Go find everything you can find on the property. And by the way, even if you can't find it, um, when you do have a conversation with the seller during the discovery, ask them if they've made any updates and if they pull permits. I didn't say that earlier. Yeah, that's the consuming process. I work with one uh, method. I don't need to do all that on the MLS or dot loop email. I don't understand. That you, you don't need to do all of that, but the goal is to provide value. So I'm not quite sure if you're telling me something or if you're telling me you need to do that. I got questions. So, um, so yeah, say that again for me. Um, so you get every update of the home. You want dates because a furnace in 2015 is not new. Uh, the reason why they love their home or they bought their home, everything from getting, you know, near the train, everything, because if you're a new agent, you might not know. And some of you, when, if you're going to go list a house in Orland Park and you don't know Orland Park, you need to go find out what they have. What are the amenities? Do they have a train? Do they have busing services? Where's the mall? Where's the most importantly, is there a Nordstrom and a TJ Maxx, right? Um, Best Buy, Lowe's. Uh, start the CMA even before previewing the home. Previewing the home. Um, I told you to look up all the history. New to the city, research the city. Start the listing in the multiple listing service, especially if you're in my area because we have reverse prospecting. Um, some of you need to go back to my replays on Instagram. Always hire a professional photographer. That's all I got. And if you can't afford a professional photographer, stay out of Starbucks and TJ Maxx. Some of you, if you, if some of you as real estate agents, if you were to write down how many times you went out to lunch, out to dinner, all of that, you probably have the money to pay for a photographer. But talk to your managing brokers about how you can put that into the listing agreement to get reimbursed at the end. If someone cancels, ask that question. Is it something you can do? Um, get all of the paperwork done early. And I like um, what was said earlier for my North Shore agent. Make a timeline and get critical dates. This is what has to happen. Critical dates. When you need to start packing, all of that. And then when we need to start the paperwork. I like to get people moving and um, I often like to bring the disclosures to the, the listing appointment the, in Illinois, residential, Illinois, uh, radon and lead. And I like to leave them because then they can actually see them and read them and they can fill them out by hand if they want. But I'm going to send them in. I'm going to send them through um, DocuSign or DocLoop. Um, so create your follow up emails, uh, always follow up with market updates. And then once you do start use showing time, use a showing service, you have to use a showing service. And even though we just do, we, you know, sometimes we forget, we still have to explain everything, write this down. When you are adding a process to the process for the sellers, you might send them an email and send a text. Hey, I just sent you an update. We're going to be doing this. 
I'd love to have a conversation. Let me know if you're available at this time or this time so I can explain it. We're really good at knowing what we know. Because I was talking to an attorney last night as we were driving down to the Chicago Realtor event, the uh, sales awards. And she was telling me, she was giving me a scenario about something a buyer had done or the seller. And it's like, it's like, this is common sense. Why wouldn't you just take this? Because the, the seller is, um, the buyers are only asking for like an $800 credit credit for a furnace that's 25 years old. This is, you don't have to think about it. And I said, here's the challenge. You have a seller. This, this is their first, my guess is let's say first home. And they didn't know that $800 was a steal if the furnace is old. So what you know, the consumer doesn't do this every day. So you might have to explain it differently. And I will often have to put on my lender hat to repeat what a lender has said to a buyer because they didn't get it. Because we talk here when we need to bring it down to a fifth grade level. So don't forget that. Okay. Um, package everything in dot looper DocuSign rooms, Google Drive, put all, oh, by the way, if you're in my MLS, we can add all of the documents to the MLS in addition to following up. So if you don't have DocuSign, if you don't have dot loop, if you're not using any e-signature tool, some of your MLS allows you, they allow you to add documents. So you could literally put every offer there and make them only available to your seller and the attorney. And if you need ideas on how to stage a home, Pinterest, Pinterest, or better yet, and this, this is value I didn't talk about. Some of you might want to hire a stager to come and tell your sellers what to clean up or what to fix. So you're not the bad guy or person. Yep. Translate lender speak into consumer speak. Absolutely. Okay, so let's do Q&A. Uh, so over here on Facebook, I saw a question and it said, uh, do you have an example of uh, a timeline in Canva? I just created one via PowerPoint for my buyers. So in Canva, you can go look up, you can type in timeline or you can type in infographic. And that's what I used. I used an infographic that had a timeline. And then in, in it, was, it was really not all, all that awesome. I just changed the colors. I made the background white. So it looked, you know, it was easier to read. And I put in the timeline, but you can still use PowerPoint. You can still use PowerPoint. Um, there was another one. Yeah, I see this. I've definitely taken out the trash for a buyer. This is, oh, this is why you need to be nice to the garbage collector. Cause when we were, Mark forgot to take the garbage out. Um, our garbage guy um, came up to the house and pulled the garbage down and put it out. He emptied it for us. That's the thing. Be nice. Some of you just need to be nice. Um, let's see. I thought I saw another question. Someone had a spreadsheet. Oh, yeah, you probably do have an Excel spreadsheet for me. I think I shared one. Okay, so I'm going to the bottom right-hand corner. What's the ballpark estimate a new agent needs to start marketing? I'm going to go with, I'm coming to the Q&A in the bottom right too. Social media is free. Social media is free. When it comes to when you list a property, you need to have a budget for photos. Um, there are some brokerages that pay for them right out the gate. Because the company I used to work for, every agent gets 10 photos per listing. It was just included. So, oh, and, and this goes back to if you are a new agent, 
and you really don't have the funds. And I'm not saying I don't want you as an agent, but if you're someone that really doesn't have the funds, I got to read going to a hundred percent company versus a company where you might be 60, 40 or 50, 50, you might want to go where they're going to give you more because it might help you grow your business. So I'm going to say that when it comes to marketing, my recommendation is, and by the way, if you missed my first six weeks in real estate, I am doing part six next week. I think I have to switch from the seventh to the sixth because I have a photo shoot that got changed. But if you missed it, if you don't, if you don't have the, like go with your pocketbook. So if you're telling me, Kara, I have 10 bucks a month, figure out how to buy doorknob bags and walk the neighborhood. If you're telling me, Carrie, I don't have any money, you're going to blow up social media like crazy. You're going to call your friends, text your friends, email your friends. That's it. The, the cost is time. So if I could convince you to spend a hundred bucks a month, I think you could do it. I think you could do it. Okay. Questions. Here we go. You know, I can't see this, right? Is it better to cancel and relist after a price change? I'm going to tell you the rules in our market. We don't want you to do that in our MLS because I'm an MLS instructor. So I'm telling you what's what what is asked. You should just list right the first time. But if you cancel and relist your data um, as an agent, you're going to look like an agent that doesn't close all their deals. So this is why it goes back to having a really good conversation with your sellers. So I'm going to tell you from a strategy perspective, because I can come up with a few ways <clears throat> to think about that. If you know you listed too high, 400, it should have been 379. And the seller's like, okay, I goofed. If you cancel and relist to the consumer, it appears new. But if you have a savvy consumer, they can go see. Every agent in, should go look up listing history. Every agent should go look up listing history. You just should. So I know I kind of talked around that answer. RMLS really doesn't want you to cancel and re relist. If you cancel and relist, you must have the seller sign off on a document that says cancel and relist. You can't just do it because now it's a new listing. So you have to have it in writing. So let's go with that. It has to be in writing. But um, talk to the seller about what that does to the marketing to the market data and what that will look like online because they'll see that the listing was canceled at 400 and relisted at 379. But I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I would go with what's going to get the house sold. Hope that helps. Let's see. How do you feel about new agents giving discounts to a seller? I you know, if you start discounting, you will always discount. But this is what I would do. Come up with your full value package. What do you offer? And then, because a lot of times you might feel like you have to discount in this market. It doesn't mean you won't discount. I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you show your value, you can get, you can get the income. And then I like to, you know, draw my circle. Do I have a pen on my desk? Um, I like to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to literally show you, I like to show you the value, everything that I'm going to offer. And then here we go. Here we go. You got your circle. And then I do this and I say, this is broker brokerage one, right? Oh, and I think that's right. E this is the first brokerage and this is the second one, right? This is the listing company. This is the buyer's company. Then this is, um, 
this is the brokerage, the brokerage, the agent, the agent. And I, you need to explain how you get paid too, because sometimes they think you're going to make all the 10 grand. That's just not how it works. But I did have an agent say, Kara, I'm going to try this new plan during this market and I'm going to do this certain fee to see if it works. And so far it's working for the agent. So at the end of the day, Ruthie, it could be that you want more volume. So let's say if you know you do this certain rate and you get 50 listings, was it worth it? Fast nickel, slow dime. If you ask my husband, he's like, I'm not discounting. But in my head, I could see why someone might. So I know I didn't fully tell you what to do, but maybe you can think that through. Talk to your managing brokers. Um, so my data, I do have a data class you can invest in, in um, my link tree, if you want that class. If not, um, I, I just taught InfoSparks on Wednesday, so you missed it. But watch for my link in my link tree, and I'll post it on my stories. I'll add all my classes coming up that are available to the public. Let's see. This is what I saw. I have my first commercial listing. Any advice on how to market it? I, I, you know, this is hard, Melanie, for me. Because if you've never done commercial and I've worked in commercial, I'm going to say, um, I hope you know what you're doing. I recommend go taking a class. Um, this is like, this is, I could do a whole, uh, an entire new live on commercial. Commercial is a different animal. So my, I'm gonna, let me, let's start here. I need you to go figure out what it's zoned for. And then I need you to go do, you, you have to become a business planner. You got to put on, you know, my bachelor's is business. I can come up with, like, if, if it's zoned a certain way, you know, what could you put there? Are we putting a Zen leaf or are we putting a Chuck E. Cheese? Like, in, in my, or is it in a good spot to put a McDonald's? Like, I would, I have so many questions. If, if, it's, a, if it's already built out, what, what's allowed to be there? So, and then you got to go find these people. Now you got to go find the, the, the business that could actually be in this property. Because you can't just list commercial and think it's going to go. So I'm going to highly recommend the CCIM and taking a commercial class. If you're in my market, I think Paul Garver has a class coming up at Main Street. And then I would market it um, LinkedIn. Definitely. I would, um, I would uh, again, I need to go build a mailing list for people that are could. I need to go find a business list. RPR. You can go find businesses. And I would go take the RPR class on commercial because RPR will tell you which businesses they need because they'll tell you if they're saturated in certain businesses. So I hope that helped. Would you be able to give us access to your intake form? It's hard for me to do that because I, I, I made it, a, I, I sold it last year. Now, if you are in the agent journey, send me a DM because I may have shared it there already. It might be there. So if you are in that membership, it's already there. But I, you know, let me, let me, let me show you what it, let me think. I mean, it. let's do this. Tracy, name, address, phone number, email, right? The date they call and the address of, and then, and then you want the property address. You think about what you need to know. Where, when do you want to move? Do you have a mortgage? What kind of house is it? And while you're talking to them, you're on the MLS trying to figure out what kind of house it is. Um, is there anything else I need to know about the property? Um, is there any other decision makers? Like things like that. Like think about what you need to know and then tweak it as you go. Tweak it as you go. 
yeah, you can, you know, are there any anniversaries we need to, are there any birthdays coming up? This is how I would pitch that. Are there any anniversaries coming up or any uh, birthdays coming up? So we can block those days when we do showings, things like that. Because now you got the birthdays and then you can send happy birthday cards. So I like that. And I think, let me go to Facebook. I think that's it. How do I explain the listing price drop to potential buyers and their agents when a new agent and you know the mistake of overpricing was on you you tell them you were testing the market or you tell them um you know it's a hot market based on data we think this is where we should have been and you know after doing some research we had to start dropping the price you don't have to make it up or you could say why the price change the seller you know ask the seller what can i say the seller has gotten to the point where they're really in a, you know, they, they need to move for relocation. Find out what the seller allows you to say. Remember, get this. You cannot talk on behalf of your client without permission. So pause. And that's a really great question. Uh, let me get back to you. Oh, you know, after a lot of feedback, we found out that this is the price we probably should be at. There you go. For those of you that are watching me on Facebook, hop over to Instagram. Because I'm going to end this. And if you haven't followed me on YouTube, if any of you have not followed me on YouTube, you got to come join me on YouTube because I do a video typically every Wednesday. I was behind this week because of Lobby Day. Um, so join me on YouTube. Follow me. I give you a, uh, about 10 minute tips every Wednesday. And then on Mondays, I think it's Monday. I got to figure out in, in the evening, I'm doing an update for my clients. So you can kind of see what I'm doing. So thanks for watching on Facebook. Where am I? LinkedIn and YouTube.